This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. Pena has done it! He's It's on its way! There it goes! And the Yankees are going for the win! Let's go! Off the window! Oh, 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 What's happening? What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to episode 367 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on the weekends. Um, Now, yeah, we do Yankees every series, but obviously this is in the middle Smack in the middle of a four-game set, excuse me, with the Chicago White Sox as I am recording. So for the four-game sets, um, every once in a while you'll see us split this split the series in half. So we might have two episodes. So we're gonna have an episode right now, obviously, and then we'll have another one at the very end of the series. Just it makes it easier for me that way with the workload. I got a lot going on right now with uh, work and, and, and class. So for the four game series, we're going to do, you know, occasionally we'll split it into two episodes. So we're going to talk about the first two games of the set tonight. And yeah, things continue to go well. As you can see, uh, the Yanks keep on winning. Um, so yeah, welcome to the show. If you are new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, episode 367 of BD4, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, many other listening platforms. You can also watch the podcast on Spotify and YouTube. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at RJ Carbone. That's R.JCarbone. And you can find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, you know what? I don't want to waste any more time because I am a lot. I am very tired. I was going to say a little tired, but I am very tired. And um, let's just get right into this. This uh, these first couple games. We'll recap them and then uh, talk about a few things uh, because yeah, it's going well right now for the Yankees. You can't complain at all. Um, so let's let's get to our first break, come back, start up with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day, and then we'll dive into everything from there. All right, stay with us. We will be right back. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. 
You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcast. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. All right, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to BD4. You're listening to episode 367 of the podcast. As I'm recording, it's um, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Technically, it's now Saturday the 14th because it's past midnight as this game went on for a bit. Um, And as you are listening to this, it's Saturday, May 14th, the earliest. Um, So the first game of the set went well. You know, the Yanks took the win. And um, the second game of the set also went well. The Yanks took the win. So they have now won five in a row, 17 of their last 19, and 24-8 and eight overall. Um, you know, people have been bitching about the length of both of these games so far. Michael Kay in particular continuing to complain. I feel like every other night, it's like, dude, you're a baseball announcer. At some point, toughen it up and deal with it and know that you're going to have to deal with this because you're watching baseball. Your job is to talk about baseball. It sounds like you don't like baseball. Maybe it's not the sport for you. Stop complaining about the pace of the game every other night. Um, It bothers me because you you hear this shit everywhere now. And you all know my take on it. Not going to go further. But it's annoying. Um, Apparently it's 90 degrees in Chicago lately. So maybe the heat has has gotten to K. But um, the first game of the set went very well. Uh, the Yankees took it by a score of two touchdowns and a, a two-point conversion to seven. Uh, 15-7, the Yankees took it. Uh, they had prospect Luis Heal on the mound going up against Dylan Cease, who was pitching very well for the Chicago White Sox heading in. Top of the first inning, the Yanks cracked the board immediately on Thursday night. DJ LeMayu on a hanging curveball picks up a leadoff line drive double. Judge and Rizzo go down swinging, but then Giancarlo Stanton pulverizes an upstairs meatball fastball by Cease for a two-run shot. It's 2 nothing Yankees. Um, and it was funny because I saw a clip after the home run on Instagram, I think Talking Yanks posted it, where some, uh, some jackass in the Chicago crowd was jeering him and giving them these, over, giving Stanton, uh, overrated chance and you heard it loud and then right after that he just drills that home run the other way 
Bottom of the first, Luis Heel takes the bump, and he he was looking good to start. Nine quick pitches. Uh, he strikes out Tim Anderson on four pitches, goes with the slider, then gets a quick pop-up from Moncada, and then goes with the high heat to strike out Abreu on three pitches. Looked very good. Top of the second for the Yankees, not much besides a Gallo walk. Then Dylan C. strikes out the other three batters from there. Bottom of the second, Luis Heel then gets into trouble. He's hit around a little bit. Uh, Luis Roberts picks up a leadoff single against him. Then Grandal walks on four pitches. You get the mound visit. Matt Blake comes out to talk to him. Batter later, Luis Heel misplaces a slider to Pollock for the RBI double. Does the same thing with two outs to Garcia. Leaves it up a bit. Two-run single. So it's 3-2 Chicago takes the lead. Uh, I think he had a pickoff in this inning too. If it, you know, I'm thinking back a couple games, but I think he had a pickoff in the second. Um, top of the third, the Yanks are down 3-2, but Judge draws a one-out walk. Rizzo triples, an RBI triple for him. I think that's his second of the season. Then you have Giancarlo Stanton takes another fastball Deep. This one was middle-middle, and he goes the other way again for a three-run home run. It's 5-3 Yankees. Bottom of the third, a nice rebound inning from Luis Heel. Uh, Rizzo made that error, but other than that, nothing came across. Um, top of the fourth, the Yankees add another run. Higgy, a two-out base hit. DJ LeMayu, an RBI double to left field. 6-3 Yankees. Cease's night was over after four innings pitched. Six hits allowed, six runs allowed. He issued two walks, struck out 11, two home runs allowed, 90 pitches. Um, Yeah, he was striking out literally everybody in the Yankee lineup, especially to start the game. Um, The first eight Yankee outs were all strikeouts. Um, And then 11 of the 12 outs he recorded overall were strikeouts. It was a very, uh, I saw on Twitter, I thought it was hilarious. Somebody said it was a very Michael Pineda-esque start. And I'm like, wow, that is definitely true. Um, just thinking back to all the times where his stuff looked filthy, but somehow he let up a bunch of runs. Uh, I always thought he had so much potential. Unfortunately, it never panned out here. Um, bottom of the fourth, Luis Hill gets into some more trouble. Um, it could have been way worse, though. You know, he loses the zone against Sheets. With a four-pitch, one-out walk. And then he surrenders back-to-back base hits. When he uh, leaves a few pitches up, he leaves a slider up to Adam Engel uh, for the second base hit in a row. Bases are loaded. One out. Matt Blay comes out for a mound visit. Luis Heel then misfires his changeup way upstairs to Garcia. But he gets away with it when Garcia grounds into a force-out. As Donaldson makes the smart throw home, I hate when people let the run score. I love when players go home to prevent the runs. Love that move. Um, So one run eventually does score on a wild pitch to Tim Anderson, but that was all. It was 6-4 Yankees after the frame, and Luis Hill's night was done after four innings. Uh, We'll talk about him in a second. uh, uh, The fifth inning comes, and the Yanks strand a few in the top half of the frame. Just one second here. Make sure we're all good. Okay. Um, and then the bottom of the fifth comes and Miguel Castro, first in relief, gets it done. The bottom half. Sixth inning comes. DJ bounces into the double play. 
Nothing happened there. Litke checks in. He drops the pop-up, but no run score, fortunately. Top of the seventh, and the Yankees put up two runs. Aaron Judge, a leadoff home run versus uh, not Bill Burr. Uh, Burr. Burr leaves a fastball up. Travels, I think it traveled 457 feet off the bat of Judge to left field. 7-4 to four Yankees. Um, you know, I know Judge is a great opposite field hitter. A lot of his home runs do go to right field, right center field. But there's just something about watching Judge pull the shit out of a home run. The sound of that last night, the sound, the crack of the bat, the way it jumped off his barrel, the way the ball jumped off the bat, the sound, it just, it, the, oh, it was beautiful. And his, his home runs this year have been shots. Like they've been 2017 Aaron Judge type home runs. Where they're all traveling 420 plus feet. So it was awesome. That was like a highlight I watched over and over that night. Um, bottom of the seventh, Johnny Lasagna comes in and he implodes once again. Uh, Licky leaves the game after a leadoff infield single. Lasagna comes in and walks Tim Anderson. Then he leaves his two-seamer over the heart of the plate to Moncada, who mashes it for a three-run home run to tie the game at seven. After a mound visit, um, Lasagna then gets the three ground ball outs. A little too late, though. Top of the eighth comes, and this is where the Yankees put the game away. They score a touchdown in this one inning. And they score seven runs the inning, but it all came with two outs and nobody on base, which is absurd. You do not see that. Um, it was just an impeccably impressive display of offense. I mean, you had walks, singles, there was a homer in there. Um, you start out the inning with a big two-out walk by Marwin versus former Yankee friend Joe Kelly. Um, then you get the mound visit, and then Glaber, pinch hitting for Higgy. He draws an excellent walk. This was a key walk for him. You know, last few seasons, Glaber maybe chases a few of those pitches that um, Joe Kelly threw there. Drew an excellent walk at that plate appearance. Then DJ LeMayu takes the plate. He walks on five pitches to load the bases, and right there, that should have been it with Joe Kelly. Uh, but Larusa keeps him out there for Judge, and Judge up with the bases loaded. Obviously, everybody's expecting the big bomb uh, with how he's been going lately, but he gets the job done with the ground ball single to shortstop. Uh, Tim Anderson has to make the throw across his body. Tough play. Judge beats the throw out, and both Marwin and, I think, DJ, or no, Marwin and Glaber both score on the infield ground ball. So it's 9-7 Yankees. Just some great base running awareness by the Yankees. You know, we talk about this team being more athletic this season, um, being better on the bases, and taking more chances. That right there was an excellent job by Glaber to make that read from second base. And also a great job by Judge sprinting down the line. So the, the, these are some, you know, some some aspects of the game the Yankees did not have last year, at least in the first half before they made those trades. They did not have that. Um, you know, that right there certainly should have been it for Joe Kelly. Not just because he was off, but you had a solid lefty in your pen who'd been very good for you this year. I know he had a couple of rough outings lately. Um, Tanner Banks did, but he's been good overall. He had an excellent April. You had two lefties coming up in Rizzo and Stanton. 
you think he'd go with the lefty on lefty. He also had Hendricks, Foster, and what's the other guy they like? Graveman in the bullpen. LaRusa did. But they didn't pitch at all the other night. <laughs> so after the game, you know, LaRusa says he didn't want to waste an arm. It's like, dude, you're down two runs. Waste what? You're not down five runs. Uh, but no, yeah, Joe Kelly stays in the game. He throws a wild pitch with Rizzo at the plate. And you got another mound visit. But Kelly then walks Rizzo on four pitches to load the bases again. And then he comes out of the game a little too late. Jesus Christ. Um, so you have Stanton. Excuse me. You have Stanton versus Tanner Banks. And um, yeah, it, Stanton comes through again with a sharp line drive. Two-run single to center field. Another play where the Yankees displayed some great base running. Maybe only one run scores there last year. Um, And then Donaldson brings the rain. A three-run bomb in the seventh. Or, I'm sorry, this was in the the seventh? Top of the eighth. Um, Same inning. But it was the seventh run of the inning. And the Yankees go up 14-7. Bottom of the eighth, the Yankees make their defensive changes. Chad Green then enters the game, puts a few on, but no runs score. In the top of the ninth, they tack on Gallo with the leadoff base hit, Glaber and DJ with back-to-back one-out singles, and then Judge pushes across a run with a sack fly, 15-7 Yankees. Um, I know the game was over at that point, but I did like how they manufactured there. He had three singles and a sacrifice to cap it off. And so bottom of the ninth comes, and the Yankees end it. Green goes 1-2-3 with a pair of Ks to Mankata and then Roberts to end the game. So a very sharp, very fun victory for the Yankees. And um, we're going to try to play these highlights if you're watching the podcast. Hopefully they don't get taken down by YouTube. Um, We'll see if we can figure it out. So, um, yeah. The offense, again, it was an impeccable display of offense. He had 15 runs on 15 hits. Seven of them were extra base hits. Seven walks, 14 strikeouts, six for 12 with runners in scoring position, and six men left on base. Aaron Judge goes two for four, drives in four runs, has one home run, one walk, two strikeouts. Giancarlo Stanton goes three for four, a career six RBIs on the night, two home runs, a walk, does not strike out. Donaldson goes 2-for-5 with a couple ribbies and a homer. DJ LeMayu goes 3-for-5, couple doubles, a ribby, and a walk. And yeah, hitting is contagious, man, because even Kyle Higashioka, who's been sitting you know, below the Mendoza all year, picks up a surprising not one but two hits. And, you know, as hot as Kyle was, I do want to give credit to Aaron Boone for making the smart move there at the end. Um, that's one of the rare times where I... I would definitely pull a guy with two hits because it is Higashioka. And so expecting a third hit from him there is is a little rare. It's, you know, so plus, you know, Gleyber Torres has been the Yankees clutch guy. I don't even want to just say this season, but since he entered the league, he's been pretty clutch um, and he's been a good pinch hitter too. So I I agree with the move there. Credit to Boone. Um, Yeah, everybody was basically hitting except for Aaron Hicks, who was 0 for 5. Um Heading into this game, heading into game two, Hicks had been hitless since May 3rd. I think it was an 0 for 20 streak. So uh, Gallo also struck out three times. Now, it's kind of quiet right now um, with Hicks and Gallo, you know, because the Yankees are winning for one, and two, they both have productive nights tonight. 
But eventually, if they both continue to slump and give them nothing offensively and play below their expectations defensively, if that keeps happening, we're going to have to make a move. Um, I've heard some Brian Reynolds talk. I like him. I don't know how realistic that is. Obviously, I've mentioned before in the show, I like, I'm a big fan of Andrew Benintendi. Again, I don't know how realistic that is. Um, maybe you do something down the line with the catcher position too, because you know, Trevino is a little better than Higgy this year, but he's not that great of a hitter. Um, and I heard from my buddy Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast texting me before saying that Ben Rortfit had another setback. <laughs> so maybe you make a move there down the line. Um, there's a kid in Oakland, I think his name's Sean Murphy, who people are looking at. Maybe we'll have an episode sometime soon talking about some of the uh, the uh, potential trade chips and trade candidates. But um, overall, it was a very impressive win. You know, f- I, I mean, like, forget all the things I just said about the seven runs with two outs, the base running, etc. But they put up a six spot on a very good pitcher, on Dylan Cease, who had been pitching lights out. For the Chicago White Sox this year, up until that start. Um, I have the numbers right here. His game log from the first game of the year to his most recent start um, before yesterday. Dylan Cease, five innings pitched, one run versus Detroit. 5.2 innings, one run versus Tampa. 5.1 innings, four runs versus Cleveland. Six innings, two runs versus Royals. Seven innings, no runs, one hit versus the Angels. Five innings, one run versus Boston. He had a 2-3 ERA heading into his seventh start yesterday. And right away, the Yankees changed that. So they scored early, which is usually their forte, but that's something they hadn't been doing so far this year. Last couple games, they've been doing that. And um, so, you know, you hear all the time, Yankees are beating up on bad teams, bad teams. Um, Dylan Cease is a good pitcher. Uh, and, you know, we were talking in the last series how the Blue Jays, yeah, they're, they're 17 and 15, but the Yankees being 6 and 3 against them is a reason they're off this year. Um, so I, I'm going to give them some credit when they deserve it. You know, I also like how we keep responding this year. The offense keeps responding whenever the pitching gives up runs. It's happening a lot where we go back out there and we score. You know, it happened twice more last night in game one. Um, that you know again it has to do with that this this cocky confidence we have that resilient energy this year that the Yankees carry you gotta love it. So the offense was great in the first game. Luis Heel pitched you know four innings pitched five hits, four runs, two walks, five strikeouts, no home runs allowed um, on eighty three pitches. Um, you know I think the best way to describe Luis Heel right now in his career, he's got major league stuff. Um, but he's also got minor league command. You know, the fastball is around 98. The slider moves a ton. It's got great shape. He's got a good changeup when he can control it. But he's not always very good at taming his stuff. I mean, he was all over the place at parts of last night. So he's going to have to figure out a way to to command his pitches. Um, You know, he's got a long way to go. He was sent back down. This morning for um, for Clark Schmidt. Good for Clark. He's been doing well. Um, you know, I don't know. Right now, Luis Heal looks like a relief pitcher. But maybe he needs to go back down, keep working on his stuff, and maybe he can still have a, have a shot. 
at being a starting pitcher. But I know he is struggling down in AAA. But um, the bullpen, five innings pitch, three hits, three runs, two walks, three strikeouts, a home run allowed. Cashel through the fifth. Licky through the sixth, allowed a hit. Um, got the hold. Um, Licky's not having the same year. Lasagna pitched the seventh. He did get the win, but he's not having the same year. He is, I mean, he's broken right now. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Johnny Lasagna, but he's not been having some good games. Um, I hope that he can rebound soon because he was such an electric reliever last year. He was such an essential piece to this bullpen um, that you hope he can at least find some of that um, going forward. So, you know, we'll see. Chad Green threw the 8th and the ninth, and he got the job done. So that was the first game of the set. The second game of the set we will get to as soon as we get back from break. Uh, but yeah, the Yankees just, they look so good. You know, I was watching the game, the first game, in the garage with my brother. And um, I couldn't help but, like, get this excitement. Like, in the past... These past few years with the Yankees, whenever I watch them, even when they have done good and done well, I, I didn't get excited just because I didn't feel like this team was that legit. With this Yankees team, I just feel like there there's more to be excited about. I feel like it's warranted for me to enjoy the moment. And listen, I'm not saying they're going to go out there and win the World Series. All right, I still stand with my opinion as of now. But are they doing way better than than I thought they would so far this year? Yeah, they're not just doing better. They're doing a lot better than I thought they would be. Um, and, you know, a lot of that has to do with, like we said, Toronto is struggling. Boston is doing a lot worse than I thought. Baltimore is actually having a better year than Boston. And they're winning lately. I think they were winning eight of their last 12 heading into tonight. Um they might have won again tonight. So, things are looking up. Alright? I'm not saying this team is the best and they're going to sustain this because they're on an incredible pace right now. But, I'm going to be able to enjoy it because I know how the Yankees you know, can be. We've seen them enter these prolonged slumps after they have moments of joy. So, I'm going to, I'm going to try to enjoy the moments of glory while I can. Alright, so it's looking pretty good. The Yankees take the first game of the set by 15-7 to score. And, um, yeah, let's head to our second break. And then we'll talk about the second game of the set when we get back. But real quick, guys, if you have not yet subscribed to the show, be sure to do that right now. You can find this podcast, BD4, on the many platforms where you get your podcasts on. Just be sure to subscribe download these episodes so you can listen to it when you're out and um, share it on social media and give me a follow on social media as well. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Hey guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the channel grow, and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. 
All right, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to episode 367 of BD4. Let's talk about the second game of this set tonight, or last night as you are listening. Friday night, the Yankees took a, what was it, 10-4 to win? Um, it was Garrett Cole going up against Velasquez. Top of the first inning, the Yankees scoring early once again. Gotta love it. And in the same exact way. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Shit. Aaron Judge, uh, by the way, there was no Rizzo tonight. Aaron Judge draws a one-out walk. And then you have Stanton taking a hanging slider to dead center. He didn't even get all of it. He got under it. Um, I thought it was going to be a pop-up, but it's Stanton. Two-run bomb, Yanks up 2-0. Bottom of the first, Cole gets in trouble. Pitch counts high, but he eventually escapes the inning. You know, gives up the leadoff double to Anderson, then issues the one-out walk uh, to the COVID MVP, Jose Abreu. Then he works out of it with the fielder's choice and a few Ks. Uh, He racked up three strikeouts in the first inning. Top of the second comes... Um, the new 7-8-9 producing for the Yankees. you got IKF and Trevino with one-out base hits. And then you've got Aaron Hicks following up with an RBI double from the 9 spot. Would you look at that? It worked. 3 nothing Yankees. And that was Hicks', Hicks uh, first hit of his career with a man on base. <laughs> sure felt like it. you got the mound visit. Uh, then DJ grounds out, but a run scores. Good job by DJ hitting the ball hard, putting it in play for nothing. Now, he was 0 for 5 tonight, but the first two at-bats, he hit the ball hard. It just was right to the second baseman and then the shortstop. 4 nothing after that. Judge draws a walk, and then Donaldson makes it 5-zip with the RBI double off of a slider that was maybe up a little bit. Um, it's 5 nothing after a couple of innings. Bottom of the second comes. Cole goes 1-2-3. Top of the third comes. Glaber gets a single. IKF reaches on a force, then steals second. But then Jose Trevino strikes out to end the frame. Bottom of the third. Cole goes 1-2-3 again. couple more Ks. Top of the fourth. You get another run to cross the plate when Judge takes a fastball up and away. The other way for a home run. Now leads the league. I think he's tied with the asshole from the Astros. It's 6 nothing Yankees. Bottom of the fourth comes a couple of base hits. Yanks lose a challenge. Um, Cole box in that one run. But that was all. It was 6-1 Yanks. Uh, top of the fifth, another bomb for the Yankees. Gallo gets his fifth home run of the season. Solo shot to right field. 7 nothing New York. Then you had Velasquez leave the game after five innings pitched, seven hits, five hits, I'm sorry, seven runs on five hits, and um, three walks allowed. Bottom of the fifth, Cole tosses another scoreless inning. Top of the sixth, Souza in for Velasquez, gets the Yanks to go down one, two, three. Bottom of the sixth, that's when um, IKF makes another error, and... um, Cole gives up the home run to Sheets after that. They marked it as a um, as a base hit. And if you watch the game, that was not a base hit. Top of the seventh, Giancarlo Stanton walks, but really nothing else there for the Yankees. Bottom of the seventh, Cole generates a one-pitch flyout. One-pitch flyout, and then he's pulled from the game, which was interesting. He ends up going 6.1 innings. Uh, again, we will get to him. King, Michael King, then gets the um, gets the other two outs of the inning with a ground ball and a strikeout to Anderson and then Makata. 
Top of the eighth, nothing for the Yanks. You get the IKF base hit um, versus Lopez. This was another official scoring error. Um, then he gets caught stealing. Uh, and then Trevino and Hicks go down. Uh, bottom of the eighth, Michael King gets two ground ball outs and a fly ball out. Then the top of the ninth, and the Yankees tack on, and they get double-digit runs for his second time of the night. Uh, the bringer of rain getting hot. First, you have Judge adding to his on-base percentage with another uh, base hit. Then Donaldson pulverizes a meatball with a very level swing, hard line drive the other way, an opposite field two-run bomb, 9-3 to three Yankees. Stanton, Glaber, Gallo, all add to their hit totals with three hits in a row, three singles to load the bases with one out for IKF. And um, IKF with, with a great textbook at bat, fouling off pitches, and then he connects for the sack fly to make it 10-3 Yankees. Bottom of the ninth comes. King surrenders three hits in a run. He's hit with the comebacker, but he's okay. And the Yankees win 10-4. to um, You know, I hate Tim Anderson. The, the thing with the Donaldson tag, bitching and moaning, oh, you tagged me too hard, is the most, you know, my generation athlete ever. But the, it just bothered me even more when at the end of the game, he's basically walking to first base with shit body language. Ugh. Um, but the Yankee lineup, again, producing tremendously for a second consecutive game here. 10 runs on 14 hits, 6 extra base hits, 4 walks drawn, 7 strikeouts, 3 for 7 with runners in scoring position, 7 left on base. Um, Judge went 2 for 3, 2 walks, a home run, an RBI. Stanton went 2 for 4, a walk, a home run, 2 RBIs. So, Kay said at the end of the telecast, the Yankees are 21-1 and when Judge and Stanton home run together. That's pretty good, in my opinion. Um... I- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, this is, they're both going insane this series. And they're both on pace to, at this rate, they're both on pace to take the um, two featured player spots of the series on Sunday, right? On Sunday night's episode. Um, I didn't see it, but apparently on MLB Network before the game, Brian Kenny was breaking down Giancarlo Stanton and apparently he was ripping him, which is an odd time to do that because he's very hot. Um, again, I didn't see it, so if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But from what I heard, uh, he was saying how he can't hit good pitching and the Yanks are going to have a problem with him in the postseason, which that used to be my narrative. Um, but I think ever since that Tampa Bay series, he's really kind of... I've done a not a 180 completely because I still have moments where I'm like Stanton, but I'll say I've done like a 150. All right, I got 30 degrees more left before I'm all the way there. Um yeah, it, it was interesting. Um, I guess the timing of it. Labor goes two for five. Uh, his numbers are up on the season. Uh, by the way, Stanton's batting 283, and all of a sudden he leads the uh, league in RBIs. Uh, but Glaber with a two for five, another good night. His numbers on the year are now up to 240, 727 OPS. Again, he's going the other way. A lot. And tonight he does it again. And I laugh every time he goes the other way because I know that me and Paulie are thinking the same exact thing. We've always had the same consensus when it comes to Glaber Torres, how when he carries that right center approach, that's when he's right. And we always talk about he has the potential to be 
a high average hitter. Um, I don't know that he's going to become the old Labor Torres, and I don't know that he'll become the Labor Torres I thought he initially could become. But if he can hit you 270 plus with an 800 OPS and maybe 20 home runs and play solid second base defense, I will take that and run with it at this point. I will. I think he's been good. He's been a lot better this year than the numbers say. Um, if you watch these games every night, you can see he seems like he's in a better spot. Um, so yeah, good for him. Joey Gallo had a couple more hits tonight. He's batting. He's over 200. He's finally over to the interstate. He's batting 202 on the season. Claps for Joey. He's actually batting over 300 in his last 10 games. So even he's chiming in, which is um, very good. Uh, IKF was on base three times tonight with a couple of hits and a walk. Um, again, the, the defense with him, you know, it's been bad. The Yankee defense lately has not been good. It's been very, very piss poor bad. I um, mean, IKF has a lot to do with that. Uh, but it's not just him. You know, Rizzo made the error the other night. Uh, Litke dropped the pop up, but uh, you know, Torres should have made a few plays. Defense needs to tighten up lately. Uh, but yeah, it ain't looking great lately in the field for IKF. Who we got this kid because of his defense, so he's got to step it up. Uh, but at least Donaldson, again, talking about hitting, he's starting to hit. He's up to 233 on the year. His OPS is now 764. He's looking really good. Um, seven of the nine Yankee batters came through with an RBI tonight. So, yeah, you know, the, amount, the amount of runs these last couple nights are great. The home runs are great. But what I loved most was when they showed the graphic on the screen at the end of the night tonight. We have 29 hits. 29 hits in two games. That's what I like to see. We're scoring runs, and it's not just because we're hitting home runs, but we're getting on base a ton with walks and hits. That's what I like to see. I love the balanced approach. Um, Pitching-wise, Garrett Cole tonight went six innings in one-third, six hits allowed, three runs. Unfortunately, they're all going to be earned because of the biased Chicago White Sox scoring. One walk, nine strikeouts, a home run allowed, 97 pitches, and the win. He is now 3-0 on the season with a 2.95 ERA. He's throwing hard all night. His fastball was around 100. Um, his, great, his breaking pitches looked very great tonight. Um, you know, there was a point where he retired. I think it was eight batters in a row. Again, IKF did not help him out there in the... Uh, at the end of his, his start there. Was it in the 5th or the 6th? But um, overall, Cole has been a, a much different pitcher than where he was to start the season. His last four starts are all quality starts. Um, 25 and 3rd innings pitched in his last four starts. 34 strikeouts. Michael King. Uh, you know, his last three outings have not been the same. Uh, five innings pitched, two runs, seven hits. You know, we'll see. I, I think he'll be fine. I'm not worried about him too much. I trust his stuff. Uh, he was doing so good, you had to expect somewhat of a regression. But, um, yeah. And, you know, uh, was it John Heyman after last night's game made an excellent point? I was uh, watching MLB Network after the game last night. And John Heyman, um, actually, I was watching it this morning. John Heyman was saying how he actually thinks the deadened balls this year are helping the Yankees. 
Um, and he's not saying it as like a negative, but he's saying it because Judge and Stanton and some of the other guys they've got hit the ball so far anyway. Their home runs are you know 450 feet without the dead balls. You deaden the balls, they're still 400 plus feet. So while it's hurting other teams who hit normal home runs and now they're becoming flyouts, the Yankees are still hitting home runs. So I thought that was a good point. Um, yeah, they're they're hitting dingers. I think they lead the MLB in home runs. They are definitely up there in runs and all that stuff. Uh, they're an exciting team right now. They're exciting to watch. You know, the last couple of seasons, you know, have only been exciting when it feels like the replacement players were coming up, right? And the team wasn't fully healthy, which is a problem. But they're fully healthy, knock on wood, so far this year. Um, and I love what I'm seeing. Now, while I do love what I'm seeing and while I think it's all great and dandy, let's let's do remember this is May. All right? Let, let's keep that in mind that it is still very early um, in the year. Fucking, you know, I, I, I'm holding back jumping on this team, you know, 100%, you know, throwing a parade. For, I'm, I'm holding back because until I see this team play at Fenway, I know Boston has sucked so far, but still, I want to see Cole at Fenway. I want to see us play Houston. I want to see us go to the Trop. Play Tampa. We haven't played them yet. Um, you know, uh, there are a few teams on my list I want to see this team play against. And after, you know, a few of those series, I'll have a legit, more more of a concrete opinion. Um, also, I feel like every time the Yankees start out hot or get hot and have this incredible stretch, we always seem to find ourselves talking about that 98 team. And it's happening again lately, and I'm like, it just, it's like, all right, you know, I, I, I get it, it's fun, uh, but I, I can't go there yet, all right? Um, I will say that this incredible, insane start for the Yankees um, gives us a great cushion, do we go on a slump soon? You know, if they were to get into a slump, God forbid, that this incredible 24 wins, 8 losses on May, whatever is a good start to to be able to absorb that a little more if we do slump, you know. But uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. You know, it, it's time to finish off these losers. Uh, we got Montgomery tomorrow night. We have Nestor on Sunday afternoon. And um, let's wrap this up. Let's head to our final break. When we get back, we'll wrap it up with the NYYMYK question of the day. NYYMYK MMA, MMA question of the day. I always forget to throw that in there because we just start started talking about MMA. Uh, and then we'll finish it up from there. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to BD4. You're listening to episode 367 of the podcast. Our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for episode 367 is from 1965 to 1973. This former Yankees pitcher threw 250 plus innings in each season. Who was he? From 1965 to 1973, this former Yankee pitcher threw 250 plus innings in each season. Who was he? So if you know the answer, let me know what it is wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I will let you know. Whether that be on Facebook, Instagram, just reach out to me. And if you get it correct, I'll let you know. If you got it correct in the next episode, and I'll give you a shout out. If you attempt to guess the answer, but you don't get it correct, well, at least I'll at least let you know what the answer is in the next show. So one last time, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for episode 367 is from 1965 to 1973, this former Yankees pitcher Through 250 plus innings in each season, who was he? Alright. So let's wrap it up with our final segment of the show, RJ's Parlay. Welcome to RJ's Parlay, where my degenerate self breaks down tonight's big parlay. If I miss, it's not surprising, I just spit. If I hit, I'll probably lose it all tomorrow night, because that's how this works. Welcome to RJ's Parlay. As you can see, our uh, five-pick parlay for tonight's Warriors-Grizzlies game did not hit. We busted um, and it wasn't even close. Um, the only two I did hit on was the Warriors alternate spread of minus one and a half and the Curry 35 points, rebounds, and assists combined plus. He got all of that. Um, but I did miss on three other picks, which was the alternate over at 208 and a half. It was, I missed on Jackson, 16 plus points. I think he only had 12. And I missed on Jackson connecting on two plus three pointers. I think he only connected on one. Uh, It was plus 390 if I did hit, but I missed. So that's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in. That's it for me. I'm your host, RJ Garbo, on episode 367 in the books. And I'll see you in 368 on Sunday night when hopefully the Yankees wrap up the series with at least a series victory. Hopefully a sweep. I'll see you next time. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.